0: Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on Money FM 89.3. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Glenn. Nice to see you again. How are things today for you? Uh, yo you wake up you see that uh, Manhattan's without
1: power you see New Orleans is going to be underwater so a little little trouble back home there's a lot of stuff happening <laughs> yeah. today in the world hey hey and you know there's been dozens of deaths uh, across South Asia as well uh, due to the monsoon season here so Nepal India uh, so there's some you know major weather impacting people uh, in this region of course all the way back to the US and elsewhere so uh, we've got our eye on those stories today but let's start you and I with with. with a story that perhaps many people thought would come and go quickly. uh, But it seems to be here to stay for a while with a lot of different dynamics happening. And that is the British ambassador sent some private cables back home to London. They were leaked by the Sunday Mail newspaper. And now uh, he is... uh, no longer uh, the the British ambassador to the U.S.
0: Yeah, and, you know, when you read, you know, what he said in the cables and, you know, he had called the Trump administration inept, you know, clumsy, dysfunctional. dysfunctional. That's not anything a lot of people haven't been saying, Um, certainly at least behind closed doors, so that the fact this was a government official, you know, supposedly with the, the still intact special relationship between the U.S. and the U.K., then that's what made it news. It's, you know, the president will jump on any attack and so, you know, he said uh, the British ambassador was wacky, a very stupid guy, a pompous fool. And, and then the British ambassador is leaving post early. Everyone thought that was kind of the end of it. But what's the substance it's going to be in the cables, the reactions both by the British and by the U.S.
1: is going to reverberate for a long time. And what we've seen most recently is uh, the fact that the police in the U.K. say that they now have a suspect in the leak and they further say that the are, at this point, are not willing to say who it is, but it is not, according to them, an actor, a hacker from a foreign government. So this would uh, imply that it's an internal leak happening.
0: Yeah, and that gets to the you know the question. One of the questions that, that people are going to have to grapple with are our press freedoms um, in the UK. You know, there's you know talk that these this leak violates the Official Secrets Act, and so. Are the newspapers allowed to publish it all, even though arguably this is in the public interest? It's, it's newsworthy. And so that's one consequence we're going to have is what's publishable or not in the UK. A second is what is it that ambassadors are going to feel freely to talk about it? The ambassadors, when they're in a country, have to be able to report back home about their honest assessment. Now, if this can lead to diplomatic furor and the government's not going to back them, are they going to be much more guarded, which is going to diminish their
1: ability to do the job of why they were sent to the country in the first place. The Prime Minister, Theresa May, had said as much. You know, our diplomats need to be able to speak freely and frankly. Having said that, of course, they don't want those things leaked. Uh, it's embarrassing. It's potentially damaging to bilateral relationships, no matter which country it happens in. She was very, uh, I would say, strong in supporting Sir Kim Dara. Questions have come up now about the strength with which Boris Johnson, the potential next prime minister, didn't really step in and support the former ambassador, like some people thought he should.
0: That's another consequence that may come out of these leak cables. Is this going to impact the race for the prime minister? Because you did have Boris Johnson not come out strongly in favor of the ambassador. He didn't come out in favor of him at all. He did, you know, he he was seen as by some as a, a patsy uh, for Trump that he didn't want to anger Trump. You know, whereas you know. Hunt, his competitor, did come out saying the ambassador should not have to resign over this. And so you've got that impact now in the in the election. And if Johnson does not get to be prime minister, you could almost single-handedly point to this
1: as the reason he's not going to be. He's still the favorite, but if he's not, this is the reason. Stories like this have occurred over the years, and with your experience in Washington uh, in the Clinton administration, uh, I'm not pointing to a specific instance during that period in time, but you know Washington well enough. Uh, to be honest, there would be no way that an ambassador could be effective after a story like this breaks, no matter which country he or she was in, uh, isn't that true? I mean, that, that, I mean, they might as well resign. Well, no president would have
0: cut off an ambassador for what he said either. I mean, you had a no president would have ever, other than Donald Trump, would have gone on Twitter, you know, calling an ambassador of your most special ally, you know, wacky, stupid, pompous. And so we're in a different world right now. So no, in the past this never would have happened. In the past, you probably wouldn't have an ambassador using these terms about the government, Well right? And so, and so we're in a different situation now, and that's what makes it so difficult to project what's going to happen going forward because there's, n- you used to look at history and you'd figure out, you know, history doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but it often rhymes, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. is a saying we <laughs> would use. Here, history doesn't repeat or rhyme anymore.
1: Now yeah. we're just making it up as we go along. Yeah. Now, Sir Kim was supposed to step down anyway in the end of the year. I believe he was going to retire or at least head back to London. So the time frame itself, is not uh, huge. I mean six months or, or whatever. But now, interestingly, there were some other cables that have come to light that are being reported upon in this same tranche of cables that was released by the Sunday Mail, quoting Sir Kim as saying, the reason that the Trump administration pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal was how did how did they put that to sort of undo something that the Obama administration had tried to do? Again,
0: not news right, to <laughs> anybody who's followed. What Trump does, if Obama did it, he doesn't like it. So if you know Obama care. No good. Paris, no good. TPP, no good. Iran, no good. I mean, it's just reverse anything that Obama had done. And so what you have now is that this is going to implicate... One, how the allies are going to treat Iran going forward, because the Iran deal is still technically in effect, although now Iran is in violation of it after the U.S. had pulled out. And then you can look at it broader, too. What does this mean for the U.S. negotiations with North Korea? Because the Iran, you could argue, was, you know, a freeze um, and we're going to ease sanctions. So. Is Trump going to do the same thing with North Korea? He had called for denuclearization. That has gone nowhere. So if Trump uses the Iran model that Obama used in North Korea, how much criticism is he going to get for that? Mm. What's mm. that going to mean for North Korea? That's what I'm saying, as you mentioned at the start of the of the segment. Who knows how long this story is going to go and where it's going to reach. Uh, It reaches how ambassadors do their jobs. It reaches into uh, Pyongyang. It reaches, uh, you know, into
1: into Publishers Row in London. It's reaching everywhere. Steve Oaken McClarty & Associates, Uh, thanks for being with us to talk on this edition of International News and Review about the British ambassador.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg